Welcome to Talking Mom to Mom. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. My name is Lindsay and my co-host, whom you will meet shortly, is Rochelle. We are two moms on the opposite side of the same coin. Between the two of us, we have children at every age and stage and hope to inspire those homeschool moms who need to pick me up in their busy schedule, busy just like us. We have come to realize that the best way to approach this sanctifying work of motherhood is with a good dose of humor and humility. Thank you for joining us today. Now let's get on with the show. Well, thank you for joining us once again. And this is Rochelle from Talking Mom to Mom. And I am here again with Lindsay. And today we want to discuss morning baskets. We have briefly discussed this before, but we've wanted to put a little bit of a twist on it and try to think of um, some ways to make it fun for older kids, younger kids, multiple ages, and throwing in a few little fun activities that may not traditionally be in a morning basket to make your time a little more fun to get the morning started out right. But first, let's define, because this may be a new concept to you, um, to someone listening, if you have not heard of it before, I actually only came across it um, in the last couple of years and wish I would have had it from the very beginning. It is so fun, and it's become quite the rage. So if you're not quite sure what it is, here's Lindsay to tell you exactly what it is, and um, then she can go on and tell you how she uses it with her smaller children. Well, um, I I did just come across morning the idea of morning basket as well over the last couple of years, and I think I was the one I kept talking to you about it. You're like, I gotta look this thing up. But I came across it through uh, the book Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. I, I've talked about that book so much on this podcast, but I love it, and every homeschool mom needs to get it off of Amazon immediately and read it. Yes, absolutely. But, um, I can, and it, I got it through her because she got it from Pam Barnhill. And now, um, I, I'm also going to recommend that everybody listening to this, uh, while you're listening on iTunes, just click on over and search for Pam Barnhill's podcast that that's actually called My Morning Basket. So this, her, her website and, um, her podcast is so helpful in understanding this concept. Now, the way, I don't know if my definition of morning basket is exactly what Miss Barnhill would say, <laughs> but what I have come to understand it, it is the, uh, whether you do it in the morning or in the, I, I actually do ours in the afternoon after lunch. So our morning basket is an afternoon basket. So I, it's called morning basket because most people choose to do this after breakfast. But it is the time of your homeschool day that you choose to do all things lovely. And it's those things that you you want to fit into your homeschool day, but you always put off and never actually get around to because it's not like the core curriculum. So this is not, I'm not talking about your phonics and your math. That's not what goes in your, your morning basket time. Morning basket is for all the lovely things that you want to fit in and make sure that you fit in. So that would be your Bible. That would be your music or your art time or you know if you have a really hard time completing science experiments do it then for your craft um that's what i see and what i have come to understand morning basket time to be it's for the it's the lovely time where you sit down and you read living books together and it's um so uh, now to help 
that that's kind of the bigger concept of it. A lot of people put a time limit on their morning time to make sure that they still move on to other important things. So whether that's a 15-minute time for you, uh, and so a lot of people might put a shorter amount of time if you're talking about really small children that have a hard time sitting and listening and being still for a long time. If you have older children, you might make that time a little bit longer, like one hour or more, depending on how flexible your school schedule is or whatever. It doesn't, there isn't like a specific way to do it. It's just whatever works for your family. I've also heard a family doing a loop schedule for this. If you haven't heard of loop scheduling, we have talked about that recently on the podcast, and I would recommend going over to proverbialhomemaker.com because she actually has a loop scheduling workshop, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes that you can take and learn how to do this whole loop scheduling thing. But basically, you make a list of what you like to add into your routine, and you just put it on a loop. So let's say on it's a, a normal schedule, you'd say, okay, on Monday from 9 to 10, we do this, and you go on like that. This is where you just make a list of all you want to fit in, and you just put it on a loop. And so on Mondays, you just do this, and whenever that's done, then you do the next thing. And um, you make sure that you get around to all of it in a – that's just your, your loop for the week. And so everything gets completed, even if it's not totally done. You spend 10 minutes on each thing, and you just make sure you've touched all that stuff during that loop for whatever time you set it for. Did that make sense, Rochelle? Sometimes, you know, you say things, and you're not sure if it makes sense. No, it made sense. I love the idea of loop scheduling. Now, that's something that was a fairly new concept to me as well. I, I almost didn't quite get it, and then I thought I got it. and thought, oh, that's what I've always been doing. And then I read a little bit more, and I'm like, no, that's not quite what I've been what, was a little different, and I, I do like the concept of it. And I agree, Proverbial Homemaker is the place to go if you want to learn about that. She has an excellent tool, an excellent resource to help you learn how to do it. And I just remember when it was first introduced, I thought I understood it. It's not that it's difficult to understand. It's because I'm hard-headed, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's what I do. I write things down, and, and then I wrote things down like what I would do every week, and then I go back, and, you know, that it, it is a little different than that, and it's actually – brings a lot of efficiency, and, and you'll realize that you'll do more. You know, you, all those things you don't well, think you're going to get to, you end up getting to. <laughs> you know? Right, and I, I think it's important, though, that with loose scheduling, <clears throat> the point is actually not to do more. It's to make sure you actually get it all done. Um, it's actually it's meant, right, to right. bring, it's meant to cut the stress out from, like, you're, you're doing a thousand things at once, and you always skip science because, it just doesn't fit into your, right. you know, you always leave it till the end of the day, and so science never gets done because it's always left till the end of the day. Loop scheduling makes sure that science fits in there. That's that's the difference. Yeah. It's not that you're necessarily doing more. It's that you're making time and cutting the stress out properly. Yeah, and I like the so, idea of adding the concept to the morning basket because it keeps your morning basket fresh. It keeps exactly. it focused and fresh. You know, you're kind of keeping it, that's a good the way idea of what it. you're doing. But you're keeping it. You're, you're not going to get bored with it. And uh, and there again, like she said, as far as it, you mean you know making it for your family, for your kids, it is limitless. So that's the reason why, in some ways, it's a little hard to define, because people often ask, well, what do I put it in a morning basket? Well, it's a really hard question to answer, because everybody's homeschool and everybody's basket's going to look a little different. Um, depending on the age, depending on if it's intended to be used with all the children or just one child or just, you know, 
children of, depending on how big your family is, you might have kids that are around the same age or the same interests, and they may do something, and other children may do something else. So, I well, mean, there's so many even, different ways to do it. Also, depending on the method of homeschooling you use, I know a lot of classical homeschoolers that they always do Latin in their morning basket. And I, I don't do Latin, so that wouldn't fit in mine. So, depending on what you're doing right. for your subject, That's something true. might look different than for me. Right. And, you know, I don't teach sentence diagramming. It's not something that I would normally teach within my day. So what I do is I throw it in the morning basket because not only will it, it – it's just one of those things. I mean, it's this big controversy about should we teach our kids a diagram sentence or not. You know, like, okay. But, I mean, it always seems to be, I don't know why, a little bit of a hot topic. When Maybe it's just for us language nerds that it becomes a hot topic. <laughs> I don't think it's the most important thing in the world, but I do think exposure to it is – is good, and I do think that it actually can be a little fun, a little, not a lot, because oh, it's a little I bit like a puzzle. Total, I was the total nerd that loved diagramming sentences. Yeah, it's like a puzzle. <laughs> I mean, I don't love it, but it is like a puzzle. But I find that if you introduce something like that, like sentence diagramming or something that you know, even if it's coming up, and you know it's going to be one of those things that's, that's going to be perceived as drudgery or it's going to be like this kind of a hard concept, or boring. I've found that if you put it in your morning basket, like before the lesson comes up, and you put it in a fun way, or you kind of just touch on it, and you say, oh, this is kind of an interesting thing, and you just kind of like, because you're already having fun when you're doing more morning basket. It's a very relaxed time. It's not this high-stress time. It's not performance time. It's a very relaxed time. I have found that if you put things like that in there, then when that comes up in their studies, it's not so bad. You know, like if you're going to know that you're going to be teaching algebra, you got a child that's going to start learning it. There are a lot of times that I have like an algebra book. There, there's fun activities even for young kids, and so we'll just put a fun activity in there. And it's a then by the time we get to it, it's not a concept they're unfamiliar with. They'll remember, oh yeah, that's right, I've done something like that. So sometimes it's a good way to break the ice on certain subjects or to get to a certain time period because the way we study history is um, linear, but sometimes I, I love history, so I have a hard time waiting to get to a certain portion of history. <laughs> so I'll, like, add in something to the morning basket that might be, you know, about this particular time period, even though we're, that's far from the time period we're actually studying, yeah, you know, yeah. or, you know, something that a kid might like or – you could use it as a time, and I actually, I just thought of this, so maybe it wouldn't work. So you're going to have to help me to see if this actually makes sense, because I actually just thought of it now. And I have, because I have kids that want, their their ages are different, but their interests are a little different, And but we do share one morning basket. So we do share one. But I thought that it might actually not be such a bad idea to have one for one child and one for another and then we wouldn't do it at the same time necessarily or maybe at the same time, but it would be something that that child and I would do together. And then, yeah, you know, whenever totally later. That. And that's, it's yeah, a possible so thing. So you can do whatever so you then want you with would it. Have, yeah, so then you'd have that one-on-one -on -one time with your child. You know, And I know that's not going to work if you have a lot of kids because that would take up your whole day. Well, that's I, what I was going to say. Me that. with six kids, I don't know how on earth we would fit right. that in. <laughs> But that you could do on a loop. You could say, okay, we're going to do this. Exactly. Every week somebody gets, you know, somebody gets their alone time every week, you know, every whatever. You know, so that's, there's just fun things that you put in there. But I've often, I used to be the homeschooler that would have tons of books, 
tons of workbooks, tons of really cool things. And not all books, not all workbooks. Maybe some of it would be like little things that you build these catapults and little things that I just bought that were little fun experiments. And they didn't fit anywhere, but they were cute and they were educational, and I knew they'd be fun. But we never got to them because it just didn't fit. It didn't fit with anything else. So now I just put it in the morning basket if it's something that I'm like, you know what, I'll put it in there. One morning we'll do it. You know, I have this one thing where you build these little catapults and these little other things, but it's not, it's like a physics kind of uh, science little box. And that's not, we're not studying physics, we're studying earth science. So it seems like, where am I going to throw that in? Well, you throw it in during your morning box or morning box, morning basket. I keep calling it a box. Your morning basket. And there you go. I mean, it's, it gets used. It's fun. And, um, you're, you know, you don't have a stockpile of things or you don't feel like you're never getting to the fun stuff. Cause I used to do that with my kids. Like we never going to get out of the workbooks and do the fun stuff until you get your workbooks done. I don't homeschool like that anymore. That was when I was a traditional homeschooler. I'm a Charlotte Mason right. homeschooler and now. So now it's all fun and it's all interactive, but we, we've instituted a fun so. Friday for that family reason <laughs> because I could not get anything fun in during the week. And so I, this year, as if we're going to do fun Fridays, and so we leave all of the fun stuff that the kids enjoy, and we just do it on Fridays. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good idea because even though that's even though you have these interactive lessons and it's all educationally quote unquote fun, it's not going to be fun for them. Once they get to a certain right. age and it's still schoolwork. So you know, it's kind of nice really, to have that break. It is. I'm actually really bad at fitting. I don't enjoy doing crafts and making the big mess. And so I tend to procrastinate about doing crafts and science experiments. And last year, I was so, I, we didn't even finish our science book, and I felt horrible about it. And so we that was part of my way of forcing myself to get these things done. And if it's a day that's labeled as, okay, this is our science experiment day. This, this is the day that we catch up on the crafts from our Bible and history lessons. Then it just, that way it, it makes sure that it happens. So Right, right. So all those fun things that you don't know where to put, that you're like, man, I'd really love to study that, but... You know, I'd like to study it, but I don't. It doesn't. It's not really fitting this year. It's not really fitting right now. Or that's going on in the world, and it'd be really cool to study this, but I'm not quite getting that. I don't know where to fit it in. And it's. And then you might. The next question might be, well, then where am I going to fit in the morning basket? How do I fit that in with my entire day? And that's not really that difficult. It's actually you're going to enjoy it because it's going to be this. It's this time of your day where you're learning together. You're sharing together, and it's low stress. It's relaxed. Nobody's being quizzed. Nobody's being, you know, like having to write anything or present anything unless they want to. You know, nobody has to really do anything. It's more of a time of exploration and a time of doing things that you normally would not get a chance to do or that doesn't quite fit, you know. Or it also can if you're – it's possible that you could even make it the things that you just want to start out with priority-wise if you want to make sure your Bible is in there and say, okay, in our morning basket, these are some of the things that um, we hold dear to us, like Bible, nature study, you know, these lovely things in the world, Bible and nature study and composer study and hymn studies. These are the things that I feel are the most important things for my child to learn, but they don't always fit in with the three R's, you know. So let's take a time out just for those beautiful things. So that's another Another way that a lot of people look at it. 
Well, I agree with you. It's uh, it's and we have to really, I think, as moms, force ourselves to do this. And I, I know it's almost sad that we do, but it's because we're so caught up and we have to we have to check all those boxes to make sure that we. I mean, if you live in a state that has certain certain state requirements for homeschoolers and things like that, we feel all this pressure. But the whole reason that we homeschool is to be more flexible and to have more fun and to enjoy the time of learning alongside our kids. And I, I know for myself, that's where I get muddled is I, I miss out on the fun and learning alongside my kids. And when I do take time to do that, oh, homeschooling is so much more fun and so much more calm. We all enjoy it more. Right. And we have on our site something that you may want to actually add to your morning routine. And it's very simple. It takes like a minute. And it's called Brainy Days. And Brainy Days is a calendar. Um, and there will be one coming out every month. And you can just print it off, and every day there's a fun question. So it's fun, and it's for everybody. It might ask you to name all the animals you can think of that start with the letter A, or all the states that start with the letter O, you know, something like that, or just something fun. How many different apples can you name? How many different types of dogs can you name? Just a little fun way to wake up and show what you know and laugh because it's going to be kind of silly and just have fun starting out the day on a good note. And, it, you know, you just can print it off. You can laminate it, not laminate it, throw it in a binder, throw it in your morning basket. You can use it any time of day, of course, but you can put it in your morning basket, and um, that way it's right there, and it takes, like, just a minute or two, and it's a lot of fun. It was something that I came up with because it was actually inspired by my husband, who used to at the dinner table – well, he still kind of does, but he doesn't every night. But he used to ask the kids questions, not what they learned, but would just say, so can you name all seven continents? Or can you name the largest continent? Or tell me three animals that are, you know, three of the largest animals that you can name, three of the biggest animals you know of. And it was just fun questions that got everybody talking. It wasn't being graded or anything like that, but just kind of – and it would be a catalyst for some fun conversation, too. And um, so we all had fun doing it, and I thought it would be fun for people to share first thing, you know, like the morning basket idea. So you're starting off on a happy note, because I know that if we don't start out on a happy note in my house, then school does not go well, because then I'm not in a happy mood. <laughs> so <laughs> the more that we can start out when we're laughing, and it's that's the whole purpose of it is the give you a little bit of training your brain, but at the same time to make it fun. And you will find that. We do have September's is on there, but if you don't have it, don't fear. You can still, it only takes a few minutes, so you could ask several questions and still be ready to download the one for October as well. And if you don't want to put it in your morning basket, then think of using it as writing prompts. We had somebody mention that as well, that that's what they use it for. So a lot of different things that you can do. And I hope that you got some ideas for your own morning basket or at least a time of day. Maybe it won't be a physical basket or whatever, but I hope it would inspire you to have some type of time where you take time out of the homeschool environment, make it homeschooling and not just this 
academics that is drudgery. <laughs> you know, that why do we homeschool? Well, this is why we homeschool and give you some ideas how to revive that feeling back. So you can join us on TalkingMomToMom.com. You can look up Brainy Days um, and download that as well. We will also have it in the show notes, so you can just click on it. And you can join us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TalkingMomToMom. And if you have any questions or suggestions or anything that you'd like to talk about, homeschool-related, you are more than welcome to email us at info at TalkingMomToMom.com. Thank you for joining us once again. We are so glad that you were here. And um, we'll see you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Talking Mom to Mom with Lindsay and Rochelle. Talking Mom to Mom is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.